Welcome to Exhale, a podcast series where we explore topics on spirometry and respiratory care. Your hosts are Mark Russell, Marketing Communications Manager, and Jancelyn Neer, National Sales Manager and Respiratory Therapist for Vitalograph US, a global leader in respiratory diagnostics. We believe you'll really enjoy this interview. It's with Wendy Lawson, the CEO of Exhale. Yes, that's right, Exhale. An online lung rehabilitation program started this past May out of Oklahoma City. We went a bit long on this episode. There is so much to discuss about what their website provides. Well, Wendy, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. Well, please give us a little bit of background on yourself, education experience, and now your current responsibilities. Sure. So my educational experience, I have two undergraduate degrees. The first is in secondary science education and covers a multitude of different science backgrounds. And then the second is in respiratory therapy. I went on to do some graduate work and my graduate work is focused in public health epidemiology and I focused that in chronic disease. I dedicated most of my career to chronic heart and lung disorders. And so that is really where my focus is and where my heart is. I have been a part of the American Lung Association on the local and regional boards for many years. And recently, it's my pleasure to say that I was inducted into the national board as a board director for the National Board of Directors. It is an incredible honor to be a part of this board. I really believe in what the American Lung Association does, and I'm very excited to serve on this board. So for the past like 14 years or so, I have been with Oklahoma Heart Hospital and their system. We have two hospitals in that system, and I am a system director of Allied Health. I travel between our campuses and direct all of the Allied Health areas of our hospitals. So that has been an exciting career. Oklahoma Heart Hospital has been an amazing system to be with. And I was with it during the pandemic years and really uh, pushed forward on what I am currently doing with Exhale. And in fact, in about 2019, this was prior to the pandemic, I really began envisioning and developing what would become Exhale. We really saw a desperate need for pulmonary rehab in the clinical setting. And even in a large city, it was difficult to get patients to a pulmonary rehab program. And at that time, I thought there's got to be a better way. I mean, really, we could do this and bring it to people instead of people having to come to us when they don't have access. So in comes the pandemic and things got even worse because programs shut down and they did not come back. And so I really pushed to develop a program that would be a solid program. I founded an LLC called Breathe Easy Wellness in 2020 and really got to work on creating our team and our program It took about two years to develop, and uh, we launched in May of 2022. So that's a little bit about what I do right now. I am the founder and CEO. I still have a foot in the door at Oklahoma Heart Hospital and still work there until um, Exhale really gets up and running. And I am so thankful for that experience that I've had at Oklahoma Heart Hospital. 
That's fantastic. Congratulations on all that you've done with the American Lung Association. We work locally with the Kansas City American Lung Association. We definitely would love to branch out and help out, you know, other chapters across the country. So that's fantastic. Something similar that we did here at uh, Vitalograph is that, you know, during the pandemic, we had to find a way to train respiratory therapists out in the field without us actually going on site. So we developed something called SpiroTutor. And it's basically one of those where you purchase a product, you get online training and so forth. But then there's also a piece that's called spirometry concepts. And it basically teaches you the fundamentals of spirometry for those people that are new to it or maybe MAs that are doing some of this stuff. But it's, it's one of those things where you're, you hit the nail on the head because once the pandemic hit, it took everybody's business plan, quote unquote, and threw them in the trash. You had to start over and, and had to almost reinvent yourself. So I've seen some fantastic companies come out of the pandemic with innovative technology, innovative ideas, and patient-front focused ideas and thoughts. So I really appreciate everything that I've read with Excel. If you don't mind, tell us about your lung rehab online program. What does it entail? Yeah. You know, you're innovative. You said the word innovative, and I think that is um, really spot on. And when the pandemic came, everyone had to be innovative, whether you were in the hospital or whether you were outside the hospital. And this program really is an innovative type of program to really think about how do we bring a functional pulmonary rehab program to the people instead of the people trying to find us. So what we did with the online program is really try to focus in on the profound effect that lung disease has on everyday normal living for people. Our program really brings that valuable lung rehab right to the home. And there's no denying about how important lung rehab is. There are thousands of articles. There's tons of research that says lung rehab is so very important to people suffering from lung disease, but they can't get to a program. There are so many wait lists. There are referrals that you have to get. Programs are very costly. And so we wanted to solve many of those problems. Now, getting back to your original question of what does it entail? What does our program entail? Well, we are online, all online. So people can uh, log on from their home, use a tablet, use a phone, use their computer to log on. And they get didactic and exercise courses. They get a personalized program that's based on their diagnosis and strength and MMRC levels. Our lung rehab courses are accessed daily. So initially, a user will take an assessment for us. We do a sit-to-stand test. We do some quality of life survey questions, evaluate your MMRC level, personalize that program, and then they log on every day. And we have short programs for them each day that talk about how to manage your disease. It gives strength training classes and yoga classes and endurance classes and all of the components of a normal in-person pulmonary rehab program, only it is in their home. 
our staff gives calls, follow-up calls and text every few days to ensure that people stay on track, encourage them, answer questions for them. And then at the end of the 12-week program, person gets a certificate of completion and it has the statistics of their assessment, their quality of life survey, how they have gained strength in the program, and they can share this with their healthcare team. Well, great. So who was involved in the evolution of this online service? And is there any other service out there? By the way, uh, the name is phenomenal. Exhale. It's named after our podcast, I'm sure. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Uh, That's a great question of, you know, who was involved in the evolution. We definitely wanted a multidisciplinary team. And when I began developing this program, it, it started as sticky notes on my office wall at home. And and I really read a lot of research and wanted to find a way to make this program one that could really stand up to what we do in in in-person programs. So once I really kind of wrapped my mind about how I wanted it to work, I I went uh, to people I worked with and, and people in the field that were experts and said, how do you feel about being on this team? And they were so excited to be on the team. We have two pulmonary physicians who are both critical care certified and pulmonary certified, and one also has a sleep medicine certification. We have one pharmacist, we have a nurse practitioner, we have uh, two respiratory therapists, one physical therapist, one social worker, and a yoga expert. (laughs) So we put that team together and really wrapped our arms around ensuring that the classes and the didactic training were appropriate for each level and each diagnosis that we wanted to target. To answer your question about is there any other service out there like us, we did a lot of market analysis in the very beginning to see what was out there. And we did find one program that was fairly close and they really focus in on golden ager and lung exercise training. However, their program is not a comprehensive pulmonary rehab program. It's not personalized. There's no assessments. No one calls or texts the person. But of course, a program like this is incredibly useful for people who have no access at all, right? So we wanted to take ours and really level it up and say, you know, I do believe that there's a way to bring a comprehensive multidisciplinary program into the home that could stand up to any of the in-person programs. So that's what we targeted, is making sure that one of the important principles of pulmonary rehab that is is standard to every in-person program is there, and that is that individualized component that is unique to the needs of each person, and then it's based on ongoing assessments. So I hope that answers your question. Yes, there is uh, one out there, but we did not find any others that are exactly like what we're trying to provide. No, that's fantastic. I love the fact that you guys have a sleep technologist, sleep, um, I don't know if it's a sleep physician or technologist, but uh, having spent half of my career in sleep medicine, the correlation with respiratory heart and everything ties in with sleep. So it's fantastic that you're kind of hitting all gamuts of the 
the patient. So I love yeah. to hear. I have a kind of a two-part question here. How comprehensive is the program? As well as, let's just say a patient signs up and they are an undiagnosed COPD patient and they are on the more severe side. Is there a point where you will refer them out for more diagnostic studies? That's a great question. Okay, so the first part of that, let me address the first part in, in how comprehensive is our program. It is very comprehensive. We uh, really focused on our coursework and ensuring that we met all of the components that were a part of other pulmonary rehab programs and what the ATS and ERS says that we need in those programs. And our programs include disease management, nutrition, and even cooking classes. We do welfare and psychological support classes. We do breathing techniques, body positioning, medication management, airway clearance device training. There are some walking classes, yoga classes, strength training classes. So uh, very comprehensive. We do assessments at the very beginning of the program at the middle of the program and then at the end of the program and so that we can see whether or not our users are progressing. And we include things in this like AI technology and algorithms that aid us in ensuring that if a person is doing, let's say, uh, for instance, a strength training course, and based on our initial assessment, we placed you in a level one course, and you take the first uh, two classes and you say, oh, this is a little hard for me. You have a way to alert the, us that this was a, a little hard. It sends a message right to our team. We can evaluate that. We call you and follow up and say, tell us a little bit about what was hard about this program. If we then assess after talking with you that it, we placed you in a level that was a little too high, then we bump it down to level zero instead of level one and continue the courses from there, uh, see, follow up with the user and see whether or not that helped, right? So we really tried to think of how to ensure that this was very comprehensive. Now, to your question about if we refer out to other sources or physicians or what we do on that side, we do have people that are a part of our program that are very severe and do very well because we wanted to ensure that we included those people who had a very difficult time with getting around, with, you know, doing daily tasks and wear oxygen on a daily basis and maybe have don't have really good management of their disease and try to bring resources to those people. We definitely encourage each user to have a PCP and or a pulmonologist if they're available in their area. And we also, if we're following up with those people on the phone or via text message, because a lot of our, our users um, like to text rather than to, you know, answer the phone, and that's just fine. We try to answer those questions there. And if we run across an issue that they're asking us a question that we really feel is more appropriate, answered by their PCP or their pulmonologist, then we certainly encourage them to follow up with that pulmonologist or PCP. 
Right now, currently, we do not have telemedicine incorporated into our program, but we have had that question uh, multiple times, like, are you going to, down the road, incorporate some telemedicine components so people can get to a pulmonologist that don't have access to a pulmonologist right now? And we are currently evaluating whether or not we could do that with this program uh, down the road a little bit. So that is not a definite no, we won't have that service. We want to do our due diligence and evaluate whether or not that would be an appropriate thing to incorporate in here. But uh, definitely we encourage people to utilize their normal PCP and then we'll send them, you know, we'll recommend things to um, send them out if they need to. Great. What types of patients are you targeting in this program? And can you give me an idea? I heard you say golden agers. That's a new term for me. And (laughs) since I'm in my 60s, I I wonder if I fall in that category. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question, too. And I, I love the term golden ager because I don't want to say um, old, um, <laughs> and I I think this program is important for people who are facing a lot of different things with aging. We all age. We all find that we are having different aches and pains and disease processes that go on with us as we age. And certainly when COVID came along and presented a whole new category of things, we saw that, you know, golden agers are really that category of people who are entering in the last third of their life. So people who are getting towards retirement and then into the last phases of their life. We want to understand and be respectful of their experience in this life and and also allow them to know that we understand that aging process of the body can often leave you doing less and less of the things that you love to do. And we want to be able to strengthen and provide courses for those people as well. We really target people who have COPD, chronic bronchitis, pulmonary hypertension, pulmonary fibrosis, post-COVID syndrome right now. We're currently actively adding courses and developing courses for asthma, both adult and childhood asthma, for lung cancer. And our lung cancer, we're developing some programs that we call prehab, and that is for lung cancer patients who are getting ready to go into lung cancer surgery so that they can really boost themselves prior to going into surgery so that their rehab is not so difficult afterwards. It also gives them an idea of what is it going to be like when one of my lungs is taken out? Am I going to be able to do the same things? And really prepares their mind and body for going through that experience. And then we're developing things for cystic fibrosis. And then I'm really excited about this, and that is caregiver training. And in the caregiver training, we're going to target things like parents of newly diagnosed asthma children or cystic fibrosis children who have no idea what it means to care for an individual with severe asthma or care for a person with cystic fibrosis. It can be really overwhelming whenever you first get that diagnosis, and especially if you're a parent, it it just pulls at your heartstrings to know that your child is going to have to go through these things. 
and what resources do I need and where do I go to find accurate information and where do I start with training and empowering my child to be in charge of their triggers. So those are the things that caregiver training, we really feel like traditional pulmonary rehab, they don't have resources for caregiver training and often don't focus on childhood asthma and cystic fibrosis and those things. So I really wanted to push for that and we're currently developing those. So we will see those targets in our program down the road in the next couple of years. Wonderful. So what resources can a patient expect to get from this program, either at home or online resources or kind of the full gamut, if you would? Yeah. So resources, the basic lessons that they log on to each day will give them a multitude of options for understanding their disease and uh, really learning about the ins and outs of the disease, the testing that they go through, the treatments that are options to them. Within those courses, we also have a lot of resources for those individuals to access things in their home state. Our social worker was fantastic in developing some coursework that allowed individuals to know what kinds of resources that their own states will provide and how to get connected to those resources. So within our programs, you know, we try to put those websites up. For example, one of the things that we just sent out to our users yesterday uh, to remind them over text is, you know, remember to check your air quality before you go out. And we put the airnow.gov website on there so that they can log in their zip code and know, okay, my air quality for today is more than 100. And when it's more than 100, I need to be cautious if I have severe lung disease. So maybe I stay indoor a little bit more today. And then I venture outside tomorrow when it's closer to 50. So those are the kinds of things that we do and ensure that our users have ready access to on a daily basis. They also have access to a respiratory therapist. We have a phone number that they can call, leave us a message where we can schedule an appointment with them. And the respiratory therapist can go over some, you know, if they say, I need a little bit more guidance on the breathing techniques lesson that I got yesterday, um, so that we can talk them through and um, they can fully understand on their time frame and talk that over with the respiratory therapist. We have encouraging text messages and informative things that we remind them of, not every day because that gets a little annoying, but every third day or so we send out those text messages from our team. And then we have blogs and live events and those are available to anyone. We have printable resources that we also put out on our website that anyone can access. You don't have to be a part of the program because we want people to have ready access to things like action plans, triggers worksheets. We have some inhaler stickers so that you can tell the difference between a fast acting and a long acting inhaler, communication worksheets for your healthcare appointments so that you remember the questions you wanted to ask and have a list of all of your medications ready for that appointment. And several more resources that we put out on our website that are available to anyone. I think one of the most valuable things that our program brings is ready access to a respiratory therapist. Respiratory therapists have a wealth of knowledge 
um, when it comes to lung disease. And there are not a lot of respiratory therapists that are readily accessible to people outside of a hospital setting. And so we wanted to bring that to the fingertips of our users. Wendy, this program, is it insurance billed or what are the costs involved in it? Great question. Currently, insurance does not cover online pulmonary rehab. They only cover in-person rehab. And that's a little disappointing to us. We hope to change that in the future. With the difficulty in accessing pulmonary rehab, ATS and ERS actually put out a joint statement not long ago that says really as the popularity and lack of capacity increase for the demand of pulmonary rehab, that they say other venues are going to have to be evaluated for effective pulmonary rehab to be found for everyone. So ideally, we want to see that this is covered with insurance in the future. However, right now it's not. And if your insurance does not cover an in-person program, generally programs who accept people without insurance cost about $2,900 for an eight to 12 week program. And we felt like this was super cost prohibitive to get to people. And so we wanted to price ours low and about the cost of a copay. So all users pay are if you want to pay monthly, it's $59.99. Or if you want to pay all at once, it's $150 for the full 12 weeks. And that includes everything that we do. Fantastic. Speaking of insurance, you know, it's one of those things where since the pandemic, we've seen some things change with telehealth and so forth. One of the reasons it hasn't really taken off big time is because some insurance providers feel like the age of the patient's are limited to their capabilities with technology. I feel personally, I feel like this is going to be moved aside because I know, you know, personally people in their seventies and eighties that are using apps on their phones for a lot of things from Facebook to Twitter to whatever it may be. But it's one of those where as soon as the technology education comes up in age, if you will, I see that the online resources and the telehealth resources are going to be something the insurance will, will pay for. So, you know, that is, that's a great statement. And I think you're right on the money there. I was floored when we did our market analysis because back in 2019, it was pre-pandemic and very few people used telemedicine that were over 65. And so I really wanted to understand, is this a feasible thing that I'm thinking about doing here, right? It, will people actually, because the bulk of our users initially will be over 65, and I want to be able to ensure that they can log on effectively and get what they need. Right. So in our market analysis, even before the pandemic, I was astonished at the number of people over the age of 65 that access apps and programs like Facebook and Instagram yep. on a daily basis. In fact, when we redid our market analysis after the pandemic had started and after, you know, telemedicine was really, you know, pushing forward, we found that 90% of the people over age 65 access an app daily. Right. 
And so then we determined, well, that's not going to be a problem for us then. <laughs> what we thought would be a barrier is actually we just wrote it off the list altogether because people do and will access online services. And if they can't, for instance, we have one user that is currently blind and I never even thought, okay, we could have a blind user, right? But they have a daughter who is helping them and they're very successfully doing so. So people who are over the age of 65 that have difficulties, often they have caregivers that will help them log on. And those who can log on their own, it has been proven that they can. So we don't really see that as a barrier anymore. And we hope insurance agencies realize the valuable service that we bring to the table. Wonderful. So you had mentioned there are assessments. How do you guys currently do assessments? Are you doing any diagnostics with a spirometer? Or are you doing any basic home monitors? Are you sending anything home with the patients? I know I'm asking a lot, but, but also, are you doing any inhaler training? Yeah, that's a great question. Okay, so yes on the inhaler training. And we have a whole series of lessons that actually go through many different devices, all the different inhalers. And then we have those inhaler stickers that we, you know, say, put it on, take these inhaler stickers with you when you pick up your device from the pharmacist and then ask the pharmacist, okay, which sticker goes on which, if you're not sure, so that you know, okay, take this one every day. It's slow acting. It needs to build up in my body or this one needs to it's fast acting. And so I only take it when I need it and it should relieve my symptoms right away. Inhalers are something that are very confusing to patients. There are so many different ones and each one has a different action and a different mode. And so we do extensive inhaler training and we also do device training for airway clearance devices because there are a, a gamut of different airway clearance devices as well. So we talk about where do you get those airway clearance devices if you don't have one, how frequently do you use it, and then how do you clean them so that I don't reinfect myself if I have a bacterial infection or a virus. So we do uh, extensive training on that. So the home monitoring, we're actually evaluating right now. The, the way that we do our assessments, when a person signs up for our program, they go through a quality of life survey that has a series of questions that inform us about mental and physical health and how many days of loss, work, or activity that they go through in a month's time. And then uh, we do, instead of a six-minute walk test, there are lots of research that says there is a true correlation between a sit-to-stand test and a six-minute walk test. So we evaluate based on the sit-to-stand test. It gives us an idea of strength and of stability. And so after that, we start our program and we, we take a look at, at what they need to be placed in. Currently, the item that we feel is missing in our assessment side is spirometry, and we have been evaluating some home spirometry units that we could incorporate into our program. 
And actually the vitalograph is one of those that we have been looking at. And we hope by the middle of next year that we have a way to incorporate some spirometry into our, our program so that on that assessment that you get at the very end that you can go to your pulmonologist or your surgeon if you're getting ready to do a thoracic surgery, that they can actually see whether or not spirometry changed with the change in your physical strength that went on during the program. Does that answer your question? No, no, that, that's exactly it. You know, you, you're hitting the, the, the nail on the head, like I've been saying, is that you're right. There isn't other programs that are doing it like you are. Uh, and I and I really, really, really appreciate that you guys are going above and beyond for the patients. Yeah, and definitely we'll talk offline on some other things, but uh, I know Mark has one final Yeah, Wendy, this, this has been great. We're kind of running over. We try to keep this short and sweet, but a lot of great information here. Absolutely. So the last question is, are you dealing with any COVID-19 patients with their long-term effects. Is that something that's growing? And also, can you give our listeners a website if they want more information about your program? Absolutely. We do have a COVID-19 program. And the science behind, you know, post-COVID syndrome is new, brand new, but there are some studies, preliminary studies that did some research on whether or not people affected with COVID-19 and still have symptomatic lungs afterwards if they benefit from pulmonary rehab. And the initial preliminary data shows that, yes, indeed, it does help. And so we felt that that was an important outlet to place into our program so that people had a resource there. So our pulmonologist, Dr. Wynn, who was on a COVID committee and oversaw a hospital system and advised them on COVID-19, um, she actually presents several of our COVID-19 didactic lessons and really goes through what is it that COVID-19 did to my body and why am I experiencing these symptoms? And then we, we do strength training and yoga classes and breathing training and a lot of different things with our COVID-19 patients. And we do have a few people right now with COVID-19 that, are, that have post-COVID syndrome that are using. And we are seeing almost double strength by the six-week assessment on those, those people. So that is super exciting. And we hope to add more courses as, you know, COVID-19 is morphing as we go along. And so um, we're going to be updating our courses as we go along as well. So yes, on the COVID-19. As far as how you can get in contact with us, there are two ways. Our site is www.joinexhale.com. That's joinexhale.com. All of our team is on there. You can read about us and how the program works. You can access the program from there. You can also call us. We have an exhale line. It is a 580-448-4761. That's 580-448-4761. And you can call our team. If we can't pick up right away, we're probably on with somebody else. So just leave us a message and we will get back to you. And you can also fill out a consult form online. So if you go to our joinexhale.com website, there is a free consultation form there. You can click enter your information and we will be getting back with you and answering any questions. 
Great, Wendy. This is this has been fantastic, and I this is why we we started this podcast is to be a resource and and get information like your your program out there. So thank you for being on our podcast. Absolutely, and I I wanted to thank you all for having me. Um, you guys are doing great work, and I appreciate the podcast and all the things you're doing to further lung health. Thanks, Wendy. You've reached the end of another episode of Exhale with Vitalograph. Don't forget to follow us for upcoming new episodes and recommend this podcast to friends and family. Thank you for your listening, and we look forward to you joining us again on Exhale with Vitalograph. <laughs>